There is no nobility in poverty. They're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. You're talking with dangerously. You've got to spend it. Spend it all. Oh, it's only money. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Welcome back to another episode of Essentials, the financial primer show brought to you by the FinPipe Network. I'm your host, Jeffrey Williams, and coming down the pipeline this week, we're looking at Elmo, yes, that Elmo, and figuring out how a children's toy made in his image can teach us about economics. Were hordes of adults rioting in decent Fredericton over a kid's toy in short supply at three in the morning? Were toy scalpers selling a modestly priced toy for thousands of dollars? The Tickle Me Elmo craze of 1998 not only demonstrated a few basic points about economics and human nature, it also highlighted various issues regarding our modern economic state. But first, let's start with what the toy is. Tickle Me Elmo is a cute kid's toy. It's based on Elmo of the Sesame Street fame. He is essentially a Frabic plush toy with an embedded microchip. A poke to his cute belly elicits a giggle and a don't tickle me response. Don't tickle me! Something like that. Fabric, microchip, and labor in a cheap assembly plant probably combine with royalties to put his cost a few dollars at the top end. Why then were adults who should have known better, waiting in line, grasping, pushing, and even offering thousands of dollars in their frenzy to buy Tickle Me Elmo for their kid's Christmas present? It's a lesson in supply and demand. Tickle Me Elmo represents an economic truth. When the demand for Tickle Me Elmo exceeded the supply, the price rose until the market cleared. When a well-known talk show personality showed Tickle Me Elmo on her show as a cute Christmas gift, it caused a huge increase in demand for this previously unheralded toy. The suppliers, not knowing this would be the case, probably had ordered modest amounts of this plush toy, not wanting to get stuck with a large inventory after the Christmas selling season. Given the poor Christmas showing the last few years, our distributor friends were no doubt cautious in their ordering. The fact that prices for Tickle Me Elmo rose quickly when demand exceeded supply is not remarkable. What is remarkable is that the price rose so much. There are a few lessons in this for us, and the people in charge of monetary policy in the United States and Canada can learn something from this as well. Now let's look at the basics. We don't have to spend a lot of time on the supply part of the supply and demand equation. When the suppliers of Elmo submitted their orders and production geared up a few months later, shipping from Asia had been taken into account and deliveries were made to the distributor in the spring and summer. The distributor probably shipped to retailers in the fall to have Elmo at the firing line for the all-important Christmas selling season. Apart from traders and speculators shunting Elmos between geographic areas, which would not be substantial since everyone is experiencing the Elmo craze, we can consider the supply fixed. The demand side is another issue. Demand really breaks down into the underlying or fundamental demand for a product and speculative demand. The real or underlying demand reflects the use or benefit that a product has. In this case, we have mostly the psychographic benefits of hugging and snuggling a plush toy like Elmo for the child involved. We can even give a large impact to the Christmas morning high experienced by the parents of knowing that their child is the only one in the neighborhood with Tickle Me Elmo. The monetary value of these benefits is relatively high compared to other toys, but it is not stratospheric. What is stratospheric is the speculative demand attached to Elmo. Speculative demand is pure and raw emotion. It combines healthy doses of fear and greed. Just think it over for a minute. You're at Walmart. The announcer machine guns over the PA system that the Tickle Me Elmo has arrived. You don't particularly need one. You might not even have kids. But you've heard the buzz. You know Elmo is in short supply. Greed consumes you. You rush to the toy section. Fear grabs hold now. There's only one left. You accelerate, swinging wide. Your moment has arrived. With the grace of an accomplished running back, you spin, throwing your hip out. 
Your competitor for Elmo is knocked akimbo. You grab Elmo and make the dash for the checkout. It's only in the car that you realize that your kids are all teenagers. There's no grandchildren on the horizon. A grin settles over your puzzled visage. You'll take out an advertisement in the local paper. You have become a toy scalper. The scenario plays out in financial markets every day. Accumulate a stock, make the shorts pay, hit the bid, and take your profits. The fact that it occurred in the kids' toy market says a lot about the state of the economy. It's bad, you think. Job losses, cutbacks, no raises. Think again. The last time we had this craziness over a kid's toy prior to Elmo was in 1986, with the Cabbage Batch Kid craze. We came out of the recession in 1982 due to loose monetary policy. Rapid growth and incipient inflation were followed by a tightening of monetary policy. Slower growth and an inventory correction in 1984 and 85 was met with a substantial loosening of monetary policy and plunging interest rates. In 1986, inflation bottomed and the economy seemed destined to slowly groove its way forward with ever-rising financial markets. Except for rising wages and inflation, which were met with a tightening of monetary policy in 1987 crash went the markets. The economy, however, kept up its substantial head of steam until 1990, when it too slowed. But can we think of Tickle Me Elmo as an indicator? A necessary condition for a rapid price increase is the availability of money to buy that good or service. A benign and loose monetary policy in 1986 led to many things increasing in value, including the Cabbage Patch Kids. In 1996, the monetary policy in North America was similarly benign. For economists, it seemed like Tickle Me Elmo was serving as a leading indicator of sorts. Elmo, when you tickle his tummy, told us that the economy was in much better shape and the Christmas season would be much better than most experts thought. Perhaps with dire consequences for the feel-good, slow-growth market consensus. Rising wages, inflation, and interest rates are one of the last things that the financial markets expect. That's been our show for this week. If you're interested in learning more about this and other financial topics, head on over to finpipe.com, like our page on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening.